So let's first chat a little bit about body composition. We say that word a lot. You'll probably hear the three of us say that term a million times. So let's talk about what that means essentially. Um, so body composition, it means what it means is that your body is made up of fat, muscle, water, and bone, right? There's all these things that are in our bodies. So muscular tissue takes up less space compared to fat tissue in your body. Um, but a pound of muscle and a pound of fat will still weigh the same. So it's kind of like a um, myth that muscle weighs more than fat. It doesn't necessarily weigh more than fat. It's still weighs the same. Um, so this is why body compositions will change, even though the scale might not. Um, so muscle tissue does take up less space in your body, which is showing that leanness in the body. Um, Nicole, I know you added on to that slide. So if you want to add on, go ahead. Oh, I didn't add on to this one. Oh, did Caitlin? <coughs> Sorry. Yeah, this one was me. That's so okay. Really just like understanding that a pound of muscle and that pound of fat are going to weigh the same. So that's why you'll hear us talk about you know, these transformations that happen, but their scale weight is exactly the same. And that's what it's showing. So understanding just like the, how matter is and that they weigh the same, but muscular tissue takes up less space in your body. And that's where that leanness comes from. So sometimes we are, we do get confused. Well, I look better, but why isn't the scale moving? And this is why, because you have that muscle underneath your, yes, you're shedding off that fat, but that muscle's still there. And that's what's being revealed. And that's where that leanness really starts to come through and to show. So your body composition composition changes. Um, so as you, as you put on muscle, some things that could happen is that you're looking more toned, right? Which is a lot of your guys's end goal here, um, which makes you just look fuller glute growth, thinning around the waist and hip area and your face slimming down. So when your body composition, little, when your body composition is changing, um, essentially what that means is your body, your body fat percentage is going down while you're gaining more lean muscle. So that's why like two people that weigh 150 pounds could look 1000% different, even if they're the same exact height. Um, because one person that's 150 pounds might have 60% body fat. So that's essentially like obese. Um, whereas someone who is also 150 pounds, same height, but they might only have like 20% body fat. And the rest of that is, you know, muscle, lean muscle. So that's going to look completely different. And I might be exaggerating with like 60% body fat, but regardless, it's, um, it's important to understand that when your when your body composition changes, it's because your lean muscle mass is gaining and your body fat percentage is shrinking. So the body fat is going down. So I think it's really important to understand these two terms. Most of you who have ever done a fad diet, which I think are all of you in the past, um, ourselves included, <laughs> have always been in the weight loss category. So any type of fad diet that you have done before, I don't care what it is. It could have been keto, Weight Watchers, Whole30, like literally anything that you've ever done before is going to be focused on weight loss. So what that means is weight loss is going to show dramatically quickly on the scale. So you might be losing 
eight or nine or even 10 pounds in the first, you know, four or five weeks. Um, but what that looks like from, from, so when you're focusing on weight loss, you're doing hours of cardio, you're not eating enough protein, you're not eating enough food in general. So you're probably eating very low calorie. Um, you actually do end up losing muscle as well as fat. So when we're not preserving the muscle by eating enough protein, you're going to lose that muscle. Um, and a lot of times that makes us look more like skinny fat. Like when that term means like you're looking flabby, even if you're losing weight on the scale, you're going to look flabby. You're not going to look the way that you're like thinking about in your head. Um, you're also going to have bad eating habits. So most of you guys have had a restricted binge cycle in the past because of a, a fad diet. You're always going to be in that weight loss cycle. So you're never going to get out of it. <laughs> um, and so you're always going to be trying to diet. You're always going to be losing weight, gaining it back, losing weight, gaining it back. Um, you're not going to be looking toned because you're not going to have a lot of that lean muscle showing. And then you're also going to have a slow metabolism, which just is a whole other topic because <laughs> that's going to have a ton of just really not good health effects in the future. So when we're focusing on fat loss, which is where we want to be focusing, what's going to happen is this is a, a much slower process because when we're talking about fat loss, we're specifically targeting fat loss, right? When we're talking about weight loss, we're just talking about anything on your body that's coming off. But when we're targeting fat loss, we're preserving your muscle. We are only focusing on losing fat. So we do this by, um, a sufficient amount of protein in the diet strength training. And obviously that's going to improve your metabolism. It's going to improve your body compositions. You're going to be looking more toned. Um, and really these results are what are going to be sustainable because you're not eating 1200 calories. Like you're still going to be eating. I don't know. Some of you guys are probably eating over 2000 calories and still losing fat. So that's going to be a lot more sustainable. It's going to be a lot more enjoyable. You're going to be able to go out for your date nights and go get drinks with your friends. It's, it's a lifestyle when we're focusing on fat loss. And you're not doing hours of cardio, which no one wants to do. <laughs> so this little slide is about why your weight doesn't really matter. So through multiple phases of like reverse dieting, through cutting, through bulking, your body composition is going to constantly change. It's almost going to constantly improve with each cycle we kind of go through. So you can weigh the exact same and look completely different. So each time you diet down, you're able to pull off more fat than you were the next time, right? If you think about it, like, you know, maybe your first cut phase, like we're really able to pull off a lot of fat and then we reverse you. And then you sit at maintenance, you already have less body fat to pull from. So this time when we cut, we, it's almost like we get to dig a little bit deeper. So each time you get improved body composition as you're going through those cycles. So, um, I always tell everyone to chase a look and not a number, right? Because that number could be totally irrelevant. I think I speak for all three of us when we've weighed like a lot of different numbers. I've been every number I could ever imagine. And each single time I enter a different deficit, my body composition improves whether or not maybe I weigh more than I did last time, or I'm 10 pounds lighter or regardless, whatever the scale says, I think the most important thing here is that like we we're chasing a look, right? You're chasing a physique. You're not chasing a size or a number or a goal weight here. So I think it's really important to 
just not, I, I wish we could just get rid of the scale in general, right? Like, I think a lot of people are worried about what they weigh, but like, I tell everyone this all the time. No one knows what you weigh, but your coach and your doctor, like, that's it. No one, like, we don't walk around with it, like tattooed on our forehead or when you meet someone new, you're not like, oh, hey, like I'm Nicole, I weigh 156 pounds. Like that's not a thing you tell people, right? Like, so I think it's just really important to like reframe that. Like you guys are chasing a physique. Like we don't want to chase a number here. Yeah. And I know just to kind of touch on that too, like you always hear us say this, but like your smallest number is not going to be your best. I can assure you that I weighed probably 140 at my lowest. And I was absolutely miserable with the way I looked. I picked myself apart day after day after day. That's when I was at my height of my binging. I hated the way my clothes fit me. Like they were baggy. Like, even though I was going down in a size, like I, I was wearing, I think a size six, which is hilarious because I'm still wearing a size six, but they look completely different on me because I actually have legs to fill them and a booty to fill them. And I probably weigh, honestly, I haven't weighed myself in a little bit, but I probably weigh almost closer to 160. That's almost a 20 pound difference, you guys. And my body composition is 30 times better than it was when I weighed 140, like hands down, I will take this body any single day of my freaking life. Um, so just remember that the smallest number on the scale is not going to be the best body for you. And I can really confidently say that about all of you, like a smaller number does not mean a better body. And also wanted to add on to this too, because I want you guys to remember that every single person's body and journey is going to be relevant to them. Um, I know it's, I know sometimes we can get into like a habit of comparing ourselves to other people's and their journeys. Um, but what I want you guys to remember too, is like every single one of you comes in at a different starting point right? I like to think of, I think I, I usually like describe this analogy, but think of like, um, a race car race, right? And in a race car race, they're all starting at the starting line, ready? One, two, three. So in our journey, the cars are starting all over the track. Like no one is starting in the same spot. So some of you might be here. Some of you might be three laps ahead. Some of you might be six laps behind, right? So do not compare yourself to other people. And, oh, maybe so-and-so Sally lost 20 pounds during her deficit the first time. Why am I not losing 20 pounds in my first deficit? Well, maybe you had a lot more meta metabolic, like adaptate adaptations than Sally did. Maybe Sally hadn't dieted as, as hard as you, um, in the past. Right. So don't compare yourself to other people because literally no two people start in the same exact spot when coming into this journey. And I think too, like once you get away from that scale mindset, like your stress levels go way down and like body composition changes happen so much quicker because you're not carrying that stress of the scale with you. I was someone that was very tied to the scale. And like Taylor said, I have that same, you know, journey of when I was chasing a number and I was miserable at my smallest self. And when I let go of that and really just focused on how I looked, like Nicole said, chasing that look. Um, that's when everything changed. Uh, my workouts got better. My food relationship got better because I knew what I needed to do to get that look, um, and making my body look fuller instead of just trying to be my smallest self, because essentially when you're looking for that toned look, you want your muscles to look fuller. And in order for them to look fuller, that means fueling them correctly, having that protein, keeping that muscle mass on your body. 
And so, and I know it's easier said than done, but when we really can move away from having that fixed mindset on the scale and that certain number that we're looking, it really does change the game. Yeah. Not to mention like stressing about a number is not good in a deficit. We don't want stress. (laughs) So if you're constantly stressing over a number, the scale is not going to be your friend, to be honest. It's probably going to keep going up because you're inflamed and you're stressed and you're constantly wondering about what the scale says. It's literally all in your mind, to be honest. Mm So let's ditch the scale, let's ditch your goal weight, and let's ditch that gene size. So just a couple of things for you guys to kind of think about and run through your head. Like, what if I told you that your ideal body shape doesn't match the scale weight that you had in mind? Like, are you still going to push for that number on the scale? Or what if that toned and athletic look that you're after means you need to weigh 10 pounds heavier than what you're comfortable with? Or what if your booty looks better in a jean size that's bigger than what you wore in high school? I feel like a lot of us are tied to like, I don't know, maybe a jean size you wore in middle school. Like, I'm never going to see that size again. I shouldn't. I'm 5'7 now. I was like 5'2". Like, um, so again, like what you're after is a look. Like, it's not a size. Everyone's body is different. Everyone holds weight differently. 135 pounds on someone looks way different than 135 pounds on someone else. So chasing that number is kind of almost irrelevant. So I think when you guys set a goal weight for yourself or you set a gene size for yourself or whatever that may be, like you kind of limit your progress, right? Because now you're so focused on that instead of really focused on like training hard, like eating your food, fueling your body, staying patient, doing all the right things instead of limiting yourself to fit into a certain size or like valuing your whole life on like a certain weight or a certain number on the scale. You place so much value on that, but you're missing out on so much other potential, like the potential to really put on muscle, like to train hard, to fuel yourself, to fix your relationship with food. There's so much more to fitness than just like, you know, getting, losing 20 pounds. Like there's so much more behind it than that. So, um, in that last slide, Tay is just a picture of like all these women weigh 150 pounds. So for you to like come to us and be like, Hey, I want to weigh 150 pounds. Okay. Like pick one, right? Like it looks different on everyone. So giving yourself a number is just limiting yourself. So I, take the scale for what it is. It's just a piece of data. It's one method that we used to track, but I will say this time and time again, that body composition is like the main thing that we're looking for, the changes that we're looking for. Sorry, someone's in the waiting room. Hopefully she hasn't been there long. Um, Caitlin, did you want to add anything else to that? Nicole killed it just really like, and especially with the gene size thing too. I know this was something that I struggled with, like, oh, my sister's a size four, I should be a size four. But then when you go to Abercrombie and try on their jeans, and then you go to Holster and try on their jeans, like a size four is completely different at every single store that you go to or a size six at every single store is going to fit you differently. So it's so hard to judge progress on like what size you're in. Um, because if you go to a different store, that size is going, not going to fit you or be completely different. 
So that's why it's more of the look and how you feel when you're wearing those clothes instead of the, the size that you're chasing. Also, another thing, like clothes are meant to fit you. Like you're not meant to fit into clothes. Like clothes are meant to fit you. So like if you feel more comfortable and your body looks better in a size bigger then like, so be it. Who cares? That doesn't matter. Right. Like just like your diet is supposed to fit your life. Like you, your clothes are supposed to fit you. Like we don't want to live our lives trying to fit into a certain size. So. So for those of you that are super tied to like a specific number that you have in your head, whether it's like a scale number or like a number of pounds you want to lose, like I'm really challenging you right now just to reflect on that and figure out the why, like why is this number in your head? Why are you so tied to this number? Like what about this number is going to bring you happiness when you get there? Because fun fact, I promise you, it's not going to bring happiness. It doesn't solve all your problems when you get to the number, but just really think about like what is causing you to be so tied down to a certain number. That way we can kind of work through that with you and break free from that like limiting belief. Um, so I do kind of want you to reflect on that and just really think about what about this number it is so great. Um, and see if you really can come up with like a solid answer and that's all a mindset.